0: and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome back to the Ubeck podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Walnuts, the immortal one. And no one is sponsoring this show today. If you'd be interested and if you have a product or a business you'd be interested in filling our sponsor slot with, please let us know or hit us up on Facebook and we'd like to get you in there. And without further ado, the unholy one himself, the apostle D-Rock.
1: So, how's your week been, man? Uh, I ask you that, and I'm not even going to give you a chance to talk. You know, it's just it's been a wild couple of weeks, dude. You know, in the fucking news and just stupid shit that you know. I'm I'm looking at all the world news, but then you know, my mind's also going to stupid corners of the earth and and uh, observations of things. So uh, one of the observations I've had is, you know, I'm on Twitch, I watch Twitch a lot, and the gamers and everybody that plays on that, and it's like, uh you have that lost culture, like, that lost Japanese culture of, like, the children that just play video games, and, like, they don't go outdoors at all, and it's like, Twitch streamers in America try to emulate that. Like, I know they go outside, and they touch grass, and they do all this, because they talk about it, and, you know, they have, like, TwitchCon, and They have a bunch of different things. They're always like, if you ask a Twitch star, maybe it's the difference. It's like they got that American money. So, you know, especially like the affiliates and and the partners on Twitch, they're making some pretty good money off their sponsors and everything and their subscribers. So they want to go spend that American money, that fuck you money. (laughs) So, but it's like, they are like recommending ramen restaurants and shit. Like who the fuck eats at a ramen restaurant?
0: Do you? No, but I know they're very popular.
1: Have you have you've never been to one at all? Uh huh. I just I can't see myself going and sp- and and spending money at a restaurant to cook something that I could make for like fifty cents at home. I mean, how much are you getting? How much are you spending for some steaming hot ramen at a restaurant? Like you're going to spend like upwards probably a ten dollars for a cup of ramen but I can make that same shit at my house. Like maybe I should view eating out in general like that. Like, do I really need to go get a cheeseburger? Like I can, I can make a cheeseburger, but it's not, that's not the same. Maybe the ramen's not the same, but I mean, it's kind of hard to change up noodles. Why do you think like spaghetti at a restaurant's not like a top seller? Cause you make the same fucking spaghetti as anybody else. Like spaghetti's just spaghetti. It's just like a cheeseburger is a cheeseburger. Like, You know, some of them, those five guys cheeseburgers, dude, they're just really good. Like you can't make a five guys cheeseburger at your house. I mean, maybe if you're like a TikTok star, like influencer, maybe, you know, if you're Mr. Beast, you can make some good burgers like that. But I mean, I'm not making a five guys burger at my house. If I want a five guys burger, I got to go get that shit. But I mean, some ramen, fuck you it's like the you know and i was thinking about this have you heard of project peter pan no i haven't it's the and and this is something you can't find it online like i had a contact come to me about this and it's some deep inside news some swamp news project peter pan you know lambs know right yeah so lambs know here in maryland uh, this everybody had, you know, that was a, it's a missile silo. It was a communications beaker and like all kinds of different stories about what it was. But from this source, he's saying that, uh, you know, the, all the telecommunications and, and surveilling equipment was connected to a CIA program called project Peter Pan. What they did was they abducted about 150 children from around Washington County, Frederick County, Allegheny County, the the Western Maryland part of uh maryland the western part of maryland and they put them in the woods up there on the mountain on south mountain so you have and and i mean and the way i stumbled upon this was i was looking up like hermit people and like uh what it was uh like the south mountain hermit i just typed that in and then like one day out of the blue i get a fucking phone call dude and this dude is like he starts talking to me and i was like yeah i'm from Vinsboro and he starts talking about like uh the lambs know and i was like what where is this going and he's like well can you meet for coffee and i was like sure so i can't give his name out you know he, it's it's classified information is a classified top secret but uh you know he said he has the documents he's he's gonna get them to me and we're gonna look deeper into this but uh apparently you know, there was a, a tragedy that was covered up there, and they they started this in, I want to say he said 1948 was when Project Peter Pan, so it was right after the uh, end of the World War, World War II, they started Project Peter Pan. Uh, that's when they constructed everything up there on the mountain uh, between the 40s and the 50s, uh, but in the in the 80s, so you got to think these, these children that they abducted became adults. You know, it's kind of like a fucking Lord of the Flies in the flesh, dude. And uh, there was a, uh, because the the trail runs right through there, they had a a ton of hikers and through hikers that went missing. And it's unofficially dubbed the Massacre of South Mountain. Mm. So I don't, have you heard of any of that? Like walking that section of the trail, just like word of mouth kind of thing?
0: I've heard about some pretty crazy stuff happening on parts of the appalachian trail and crazy stuff happening up there lambs knoll and corkscrew but no i'm not i haven't heard anything about what you're talking about
1: so do you think it's crazy that i'm just believing this guy like i mean because it kind of you know when they had people up there they were always in like unmarked uniforms they didn't have any military insignia like every it was all the standard same uniform but it wasn't like any known branch of the military or government or anything like that.
0: No, so, I mean, but that that could be because the complex was secured through like a a third party private security contractor. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: If it is true, what do you think they were doing, those kids, dude? Like, did they just drop them off? And like, why would you even do an experiment like that? What like, is
0: what is the, uh? what was the stuff that Hunter S. Thompson took? And it's like a bunch of rich people, adrenochrome. You know how they can ex- extract, they say you can extract adrenochrome from scared kids. Like it comes out and like, I don't know if it's their sweat or whatever, but that's what a bunch of rich elite people, Illuminati, they drink this stuff to live forever. Maybe they're extracting this adrenochrome. So it's like
1: they send them out there. And then, like every so often, like maybe they do something to like scare them shitless, and then they they bring them in and they just like a uh, like a like a farm.
0: Yeah, it's like a an adrenochrome.
1: Have you heard of adrenochrome? No, I've never heard of it. I mean, I've look, heard of it, but I've never like heard of it.
0: Look that shit up, man. It's pretty wild.
1: That sounds like some fucking uh, Bohemian Grove type shit
0: yeah it is it kind of is is
1: here because like the first article it's it's from Wired. it's the dark vitality of a hollywood blood harvesting something
0: there it is blood
1: harvesting conspiracy and that's kind of like isn't that the the secret like behind bohemian grove they go and like worship Moloch, and they sacrifice a child and like to to the owl god
0: yeah it's very pagan paganistic their rituals but then I did some more research in Bohemian Grove and then I heard that it was just like a big like gay orgy that apparently all these like old Republican senators and congressmen and governors like they're secretly like like gay or closet queens and they're bringing these like little like underage boys or underage prostitutes or kids off the street and uh, they were doing gay stuff in there but Man, who the fuck knows? You know, everything's all speculation. Nobody that was in Bohemian Grove has ever came out and been like, this is what happens there. Alex Jones was the only one to go there.
1: So do you think Bohemian Grove is, like, part of, like, NAMBLA?
0: Oh, I don't know. I think it might just be a good old boys type of... Because you know what NAMBLA is, right? I've heard of it.
1: The North American Man-Boy Love Association? Are you it's a, a true <laughs> thing. No, I'm not. It's a true thing. Listen, the North American Man Boy Love Association is a pedophile, pedophilia, and pedestrian. Pe- I'm not even gonna try that. A pedophilia. We're just gonna go with that. We don't need that extra word. Advocacy organization in the United States. It works to abolish age of consent laws criminalizing adult sexual involvement with minors and campaigns for the release of men who have been jailed for sexual contacts with minors that did not involve what is considered coercion.
0: That's fucked What the
1: fuck? How are they even allowed to be real? Like, how do you... That's part of, like, the whole, just what this country's fallen in, the degeneracy of this country, and it's like, once you become okay with one thing, it's like you give an inch, take a mile kind of thing. And I don't know, like, I don't understand like that to me that's advocating for child abuse. Like that's not protected under the first amendment or is it? I mean, I guess we can have differing views, but wow. Like what? (laughs)
0: It's It's just another form of child sex exploitation.
1: Yeah. When that's, you're okay with these like, They can't vote. They can't drink. They can't smoke. They can't fucking do anything, but they can make a decision on who they want to have sex with. I mean, I could make a decision when I was like 15 of who I wanted to have sex with, but whether it, because you don't really have to, when you're young coercion, it's not even like, it doesn't have to be like explicitly coercion. It's just the allure of being with someone older. Like that's coercive in itself. It's like you're a, you're a child still, you want to be an adult. You look up to adults. Th- so that in itself, you're, you trust adults more to me, that alone is coercion because you've already got the trust because you're an adult. So, I mean, you don't really have to work hard to get consent or anything like that. So, I mean, just, just by you being an adult, you, you've already like you, you get what I'm saying. Like, of course a kid's going to be more comfortable with an adult, like that awkward fucking teenager sex, like two teenagers losing their virginity at the same, like this shit's awkward. It's just weird. And that's the way it's meant to be. Or like even young adults that are virgins until they're adults, like they'd be like a dude that's like 18 fresh out, like getting with a cougar who's got fucking four kids and has been divorced three times. (laughs) Like, what do you think his expectation of, you know, a relationship, you know, is going to be after that experience with someone that's fucking 20 years older than him? It's going to fuck him up even at that age. It's it's crazy. But Nambla, you, you learn something new every day.
0: I thought you were joking or I thought that was like a joke or or somebody was uh, trolling when they made that up, but that's actually like they're trying to be serious about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was the first time I heard about it was this book called generation kill. It's about uh first recon Marines going into Iraq during uh, not desert storm, but operation Iraqi freedom or enduring freedom, whatever it was the second Gulf war. So I watched that show and there's this uh, Josh Pearson. He was the driver for the convoy that, or the, the the vehicle the humvee that you spent most of the time of the show with because they had an an embedded rolling stones writer with that platoon or whatever that that squad and he was like going on like a tangent one day about nambla and shit he's like we're here just he's like he he came up like this eloquent speech and like conspiracy about how george bush and everybody wanted to invade iraq so they could harvest young boys for nambla
0: what
1: <laughs> yeah and i was like nambla i was like that sounds like it could potentially be real and i looked it up and i was like holy fuck <laughs> that's a good show dude just check it out sometime if you get a chance
0: i've heard of it i know what you're talking about i know and i heard about that rolling stones uh journalist that rode with them he he rode around with, like, the same platoon the whole time and got to know the guys real good. Isn't that what it was? Yeah,
1: yeah. Evan writes his name, the Rolling Stones author. But, yeah, he, he uh, spent a, a lot of time with those guys. It was a really good book, though. Like, I read the book, and then it was a show, and I watched the show also.
0: Does the show hold up? I mean, yeah, it it's a
1: really. It was an HBO show, so they do a great job on war shows like Band of Brothers and shit like that. So, yeah, HBO rocks. Yeah, it was a really good show. Actually, I go back and watch it every once in a while. Uh, they actually had a one of the Marines from the first recon that was with him during the invasion, and now he's an actor. Rudy Reyes is his name. He actually played himself in the show. What? Yeah, it was pretty neat. But yeah, those crazy ass Marines, dude.
0: Jarheads.
1: They had people like, there's this one, I can't remember his name, but uh, they had like their platoon sergeant or whatever. Like, he was a total fucking dickhead. And he's like, you need to police your mustache. And so the dude, like, fucking made a hitler mustache (laughs)
0: because they have
1: like you know they have the strict like it can't be on the corners of your mouth and like it has to be square and trim so he just made a fucking full-on hitler (laughs) stash and he walks up like the platoon sergeant's like looking at him he's like you think this is a fucking joke (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's great i just i don't know they did a good job of like I think depicting what it would be like. I I mean, I don't know. I wasn't in the fucking military. So who am I to say, but just like people, a bunch of dudes that are like potentially putting their lives on the line and they kind of fill the time in and, and soften the anxiety with dark humor and like self uh, depreciating humor. Like they just cut up on each other the entire fucking time. Like it's just a, it's one big shit talking show, pretty much. They're just talking shit to each other.
0: Hmm, sounds cool. I want to check it out now.
1: Kind of like our texts back and forth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what's new with you? Not much, man. Not too much at all, man.
1: Shaved your beard?
0: Yeah, I had to get rid of it. Why'd you get get rid of it? Just gets old after a while. You know, it's almost like you got to groom it constantly. Like once it gets past certain length, you wake up and it's all to one side and you got to brush it out or it starts just looking crazy and it just gets old.
1: You shaved yours and I'm like sitting here not shaving for weeks. I mean, this shit is like way down here and that's how I felt like doing it.
0: That old picture that I sent you a few weeks ago, where you were smoking that vape or that cigar or whatever, you had a thick beard in that picture. You yeah, that was
1: when that was like a half-ass beard too. Like, I was probably like twenty-five. I I can grow it better now. It's still not like you've got that bushy-ass beard. I can't get it as good as you. And your hair's darker. It's like your fucking hair's darker. And my hair's always been lighter and like almost blonde, especially in my face. So now that it's actually growing in thicker, the fucking hair's gray. <laughs> so it's like, oh, great. It's growing in thicker and it's darkening up a little bit. No, it's not. It's fucking turning white and gray. I went from like counting like one or two gray hairs on the side. Now it's like I have a whole fucking patch of gray.
0: We're at that age, man. Yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit. So at least I guess,
1: at least I got, you know, some extra time. There's a lot of guys that go gray at like fucking 22 years old. So.
0: Or what about the guys that go white like before they're 30? Gray is one thing, but when that's – you ever seen – I knew a girl when when I was growing up. Her dad, his hair went white. Didn't go gray, salt and pepper. Just went straight up white by the time he was uh, 30.
1: Kind of like Anderson Cooper.
0: Yeah, yeah, Anderson Cooper hair.
1: You know what? Just because we know that he is a part of a certain community – I think that motherfucker dyed his hair platinum just all the time. (laughs) It's just because like, I don't know, it's a good look for him. I mean, I don't think I could look at him if he had like brown hair or black hair or something like I'd be like, who the fuck is this dude? But it's like, how long you been dying that shit, buddy?
0: He's trying to look older and more distinguished.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's on a big news network, CNN, especially at the time whenever he started, you know, it was still a a pretty respectable news outlet. I mean, it's still respectable to an extent, but no one's watching their fucking programming anymore.
0: Speaking of news, as of now, the shooter, the the shooter of the judge in Washington County is still on the run. They have not found him yet.
1: Yeah, that's fucking nuts, dude. Like, do you think they're going to find him? Do you think he just, because the last known, location of his vehicle was in Williamsport right right by the uh the Potomac River in the C&O Canal
0: bottom road yeah
1: yeah so I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole so I'm not gonna say it um but what what are the chances that you know maybe he had (coughs) some connections like I don't know anything about the dude like they have his that or he had his facebook profile like pretty much locked up uh so you can't like i can't really find much about him i don't know if his ex-wife has come out and given any statements or anything uh so it's kind of hard to get a profile on the guy i'm sure the fbi and the u.s marshals and all that they have a pretty good profile of the guy like do you think that he's long gone nowhere in the area
0: I don't know. I mean, there's so many theories out there. One is that he had an accomplice or he he met somebody down there at Bottom Road that picked him up. But I'll be honest with you, this reminds me a lot of the uh, Gabby Pateo case. Do you remember that one? Uh, What was it, last summer, last fall? A blonde haired girl and her boyfriend went on that road trip out west and he killed her, came back to Florida and then ended up killing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, to me, this seems a lot like that. Like, I think this whole thing was very spontaneous. I think he found out about the court ruling and I think just maybe he was drinking, maybe he was doing drugs. He could have been on Coke. He could have been on anything. And he just spontaneously, or thought about it for a lot of the day, but just out of uh, emotion, went out there and he, he shot the judge and didn't know what to do. And I think it's possible he either shot himself and he's just laying out in the woods dead somewhere. or He could have drowned himself, man. Could have drowned himself out in the river. But the only thing debunking that theory is the river's not very deep right now. And in most places in this area, you could probably walk across and it'd be like ankle or waist deep. So I know you can drown in six inches of water, but let's be honest. He was a grown man. So I don't know. What do you think about those theories? Or do you have a theory besides... uh,
1: if he shot himself, like the thing that keeps me, or, you know, killed himself somehow out in the woods, the thing that stops me from believing that necessarily is the fact that they have dogs and everything out looking for him. And I mean, his vehicle's right there. So they, all they have to do is bust into the vehicle, get a scent from that. I I feel like that would have been like the Gabby Pateo or whatever her name was in Florida. I think his parents were harboring him. And I think it just like, the wall started closing in around him. And he's just like, I can't let my parents go down for this either, you know? And he just fucking went off and off to himself. And cause I mean, they found him pretty quick. Like he wasn't like decomposing and shit. Was he? No, I don't think so. Like it was a pretty fresh kill. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if he, if he killed himself and he's still like in the woods, they would have found him. Uh, I don't, I feel like there's someone in on it
0: somebody picked if if they don't find him in this area somebody picked his ass up man i'm telling you somebody picked him up he's from he's originally from guam
1: yeah so that's what i'm like that's where i was gonna go like resourceful man they like boats and shit like how hard would it be for him to just flee to guam even you know you know if he still has family there like it's a lot of back doors that he'd have to go through to get there but it's not inconceivable that he could do it you know so it's just i don't know it's horrible i mean maryland's a pretty 50 50 state too so for him to lose custody there were already some questions about the guy you know uh there was probably some sort of domestic violence involved
0: he had a, he had a history of, of abuse. He had a court record. Yeah, proving exactly.
1: It. So, I mean, you don't just like, I, I get what you're like, you know, maybe he just woke up. He was under the influence. No, the guy is a violent person, you know? And I, I mean, I think, and I don't think you weren't, you were saying that he's not like, I, I don't think you're like, it was a crime of passion. Like he, I'm sure he was enraged and just, Like fuck this! I'm gonna kill this dude. Like he maybe wasn't thinking right, or maybe he was. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe this is just his constant state of mind, and one day it was gonna happen to someone. You know, whether it was the judge or you know someone that looked at him the wrong way in a parking lot. Like he was just—he's a violent person to begin with. Like I said, you you don't just lose custody of your kids in the state of Maryland. It's it's a joint custody heavy state. They like to keep the families as cohesive as possible. You know, so if there's no violence, no abuse, you know, maybe the parents don't get along, but that's not really important as far as having both parents in the kids' lives. You're, you know, you're separated for a reason. So they, they try to keep like it's equal rights. It's state, it's not like some states are more for the mother. No state out there, I think, is more for the father, but. So, I mean, he you don't just lose your kids, so maybe he thinks that he was wrong, but maybe he should have thought about his actions prior to getting divorced and maybe even during the divorce. Like well, I, I don't know. We don't know, like, the whole history of it. Like you said, you can look him up on case search or whatever and find his history, but it's still that doesn't paint a broad picture, you know. I don't know. The dude was he's unhinged anyway, so
0: that's what I was thinking too. I think he's just a nationally unhinged person. And what's people, his uh
1: what's his name again?
0: Something a a G O
1: Pedro Ar-
0: Argoat. Argoat. I don't know if is, is that one how you pronounce it a uh, or cause
1: I don't know. Damn it's okay.
0: A-R-G-O-T-E.
1: So this one is four hours ago. Uh, NBC New York. Manhunt expands in search for suspect with ties to New York City area accused of shooting Maryland judge. So they're, I guess they're, you know, researching connections in New York and everything too. No shit. Anyone with information, they have a ten thousand dollar bounty on him. A reward for information leading to his his capture. $10,000, like, that's, I don't know. It's, it's not much of an insult. I was going to
0: say, that's not much at all. The guy shot a fucking judge.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I was like, $10,000. Like, when I seen it, because I seen that earlier, I was like, what the fuck is this, $10,000? Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, for those of you that are, don't follow the news, or this area's news, there was a Washington County Circuit Court judge that was shot Friday no Thursday evening around eight o'clock and it was a K uh, the judge resided over a custody battle and he ruled in the mother's favor and evidently the father was the shooter and shot him dead in his driveway shot the judge dead in his driveway and then fleed and he has not been found yet as of now well that's not
1: na- it's national news too like it's it's on CNN. It's on Drudge because I, that's where I look at my news, like my my national and shit. I uh, I use Drudge Report because it has like a listing of everything, and I've seen it on there. They had like three or four articles. Pedro Argo. I'm looking them up on uh, K Search right now. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 6-12-2022. Defendant domestic violence doesn't say they don't give much information away on, on the domestic violences. Uh, he was divorced or his wife or whoever, Eugenia. She filed for divorce six days before the dom- domestic violence case. So she filed for divorce. They served him and he was like, hold up, bitch. and that's what i'm saying like that's most likely why he lost his kids uh here's montgomery county circuit court fx i don't know what that is um and that's united states against pedro argo civil court that's ten thousand dollars probably back taxes something like that and then the other one is cn that's open that's just a uh looks like he's being sued by a credit company or something. He might owe money
0: to a credit bureau.
1: I could maybe Equifax.
0: <laughs> I hate Fuck that Equifax. Fucking, I hate that fucking commercial, man.
1: Dude, Equifax, Experience, TransUnion, like all these, they all have fucking like massive data breaches all the time. And they're still like going to banks and telling banks that yeah you can give them some money it's like bitch you can't even protect my data
0: dude I get phone calls from transunion like all the time
1: do you? what do they say
0: you just ask me how my day's going
1: they ask you if you like your coffee with creamer just hey what's your favorite color
0: did you watch Sesame Street when you were a kid?
1: Did you see we were t- tagged on Facebook by a uh, organization in Nigeria? Me? Yeah, like our uh, Ubeck podcast page was oh, tagged.
0: N- n- no, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I went in there and a lot of people were com- like not commenting, but they were like harding it and everything. It was like a women empowerment post or something for kids, like girls in Nigeria. Yeah, and I I made sure I told him. I said we're not a Romanian rock group and we don't have any connections or affiliations with Nigeria, but we support your message. (laughs) So I figured we'd let them know that we're, we're standing up for them. Even though we don't know who the fuck they are.
0: I was going to say, dude, you could be like, you could be supporting some like Nigerian warlord that cuts off heads and shit like that.
1: You know what? It's in Nigeria.
0: You probably just supported the oppression of Nigerian women.
1: Well, that's not what the article or what the post said, so... Maybe I did. You know what? It's not my country.
0: Did you know... Did you ever see the Vice documentary about... It's the cannibal... Cannibal African warlords, and all these leaders of these different tribes and dude, some of them are only leaders for like a couple weeks till they get taken out. But they have these names like general Osama bin Laden, general Terminator, general like Saddam Hussein. And the reason they do it is because they think it's like tough and scary. Like (laughs) General Terminator. And the kids were calling him general Terminator and shit. These guys are fucking crazy, man. They eat, like Beating Hearts and all that. You got to check it out, man. I think they're Nigerian warlords, but I know the one.
1: It's Liberia.
0: Liberian warlords. Yeah, cannibalism is still very, very popular around there.
1: Damn, that's like a
0: documentary. Yeah, it was. I watched the whole thing. It was great. I used to I anything Vice would put out back in the day I'd watch.
1: Vice used to be awesome. They're going
0: bankrupt now. Vice used to be the shit. One of their best documentaries was the uh, North Korean documentaries, and they did a series of them. Like, they did a few of them, but man, they are great.
1: Vice is a per- perfect example of go woke and go broke. Yep. Because, like, once we're going to get shredded for me saying this, but once Gavin McGinnis left and all those other guys were forced out, Tim Poole and all those guys, that's when it just went down the drain. And that's what people don't realize. Like, it wasn't like, pro-left or pro-right because Tim Poole was like in fucking New York during the, uh, what you call it? Uh, what was that shit they did? The protests on Wall Street. What did they call that? The one percenters and all that? Do you remember that shit back in like oh eight oh nine?
0: Yeah, I remember it, but I don't remember what it was called.
1: Because C- that's where little Timmy Poole got his start was covering that shit. Little Timmy. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's like Vice and all that. Like they're more libertarian and, like, that. they just get painted as, like, extreme right-wingers, like, extremist MAGA conservatives. Okay. Like, they're really not. They just, they had great content. They questioned everybody. That's what made it so fucking entertaining. Was it's like, what are you going to get this week? Like, are they going to go after George Bush? Or are they going to go after fucking uh, the crazy climate guy, Al Gore? So it's like, that's where it was refreshing. And now it's like so hardcore to the left that it just, they're fucking bankrupt. You know, you got to pay for your fucking people to like not work and be productive because it's like you you don't want to be like a corporate overlord and you give them too much money for pay and oh, it's okay. Just take all the time off you need. We don't need to write articles or create like entertaining content or anything. We care about your mental health here, at Vice.
0: You know, I also heard that Vice got bought out by another company, and this other company is one of the many companies that's owned by BlackRock. And they're saying that's why Vice started leaning more left and left and left and just kept going. Uh, because, you know, you know about all those stipulations that BlackRock sets about. I don't know. I don't even know where to start with that, but I'm sure you're familiar with what I'm talking about.
1: Well, it's not just it's. uh, It's ESG. Environmental, social and government. That's it. Yep. Exactly. And they're one of the companies like that's what people don't realize. Like we sit here and we can we can talk about uh, Democrats, Republicans, <laughs> Bush, Cheney, fucking Mitt Romney. Donald Trump, Joe Biden. We could talk about all this until we're blue in the face, but they're just—they're every eight years. That's what people don't realize. There's a new one every four to eight years. Senators, they live for eighty years, so even them—they're expendable. Like these companies, BlackRock, and it's the ones that are even above them, the Rothschilds, all that shit. The, the Bohemian Bohemian Grove, the IMF, you know, the Council on Foreign Relations, all these. Those are the puppet masters. So we all get so caught up in like being never Trumpers or never Bidens and, and arguing about this silly shit when the companies that control the world have these environmental, social and governance scores. And that's how they control the companies. Like I had, I heard someone talking I think it was on the PBDs podcast. They were talking about it when like the Bud Light was going through this whole, uh, the whole Bud Light thing. And I think he was talking to Mike Baker on that one. And they were saying, um, "Oh, I bet she won't have her job. And I think PBD was like, oh, no, she's going to get a promotion from this. Like, it doesn't matter that they lost billions of dollars. Like, their ESG score was low, but that campaign raised their ESG score. Because they don't give a fuck about the money they earned. Like, they have an agenda to push. And that's what this whole ESG shit, but yeah, like, and vice, I mean, everything, unless you're a legitimate small business, everything's owned and they're trying to do it even with banks, you know, the way that they, and we've talked about it before with like Kanye West and like there and in Canada, how they were freezing the GoFundMes and the banks bank accounts for the people that were supporting those truckers in Canada. So they're trying to pull this shit with banks. Like you don't, like it's a it's the social credit score
0: like china has and i mean we we've talked about and we've talked about that social credit score before they're trying to make like that like the worldwide norm you know
1: and that's like yeah it's the social justice on steroids you know it's scary times alex jones been talking about it for 20 fucking years yep longer but you know he's really been hammering that social credit score really ever since i I started listening to that guy in like late 08 early 2009 and he was talking about it even then like the social credit score and he's like don't believe it it's coming and then slowly just they start fucking trickling it out
0: you know and that's the truth you you had me listening to alex jones i think i started listening to him in 2012 and a lot of people have said he's like he's like an op because it's almost eerie you know it's creepy how right he is all the time and sometimes it's only like he reads a headline and doesn't go into any more detail and then 10 years from now you remember that headline and now the real shit's coming out from it so sometimes he just gets little bits of information that don't really mean anything at the time until the big thing comes out but I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. And I told you, I'm trying to stay away from the politics. That man is a fucking national treasure. Okay. He really is. And he, I don't even know if he's going to be around much longer because now they're saying that he can't file for bankruptcy or his bankruptcy cannot get him out of paying his one point. What is it? 8 billion. Now he has to pay. And, uh, it's something crazy. I don't. And that's like, how is that even fair? Like, Yeah.
1: Like, what are you like? You want to talk about Donald Trump, like faking the assessments or exaggerating the assessments on his properties, or you're exaggerating the net worth of somebody and levying an unfair fine against him? Like, how much emotional distress did he cause to twenty six different parents to warrant one point whatever billion dollars? Like, how much does that split between? That's bigger than the fucking Powerball. That's bigger than the a, a group of office people getting together twenty six office people and going in for a fucking the one point five billion powerball like they hit the fucking water, well, they're never gonna see a dime whether they say he can't file for bankruptcy or not, how much money are they really gonna get? I mean can't bleed a fucking turnip right like but that wasn't that was never the money was never the end goal. you know what was silencing him because you you bankrupt him you take all his money how's he going to have a show you ruin his company you ruin his reputation you know and th- but that's part of like where I didn't like listening to him was when he was saying shit like that about uh the Sandy Hook and all that like uh, planned school massacres and shit like I think the police action is fucked up i think there's signs that they miss but everybody was saying this about israel everybody says it about nine well nine eleven we could all debate that but you know it's at the end of the day it's intelligence it's and everybody thinks that like the cia cia and the nsa and all these government uh departments have this huge like picture of what's going on in the world but it's really just bits of it's alex jones it's bits of information and you have to connect the dots And sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's right. So, I mean, it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Like if they follow every lead that they get on an act of terror, they'd be running in circles. So it's like, how do you vet it? What do you, but I mean, he should have probably hit the brakes a little bit. Alex needs a guy that's in his earpiece that like can actually get him to shut up. He needs like a Roger Stone.
0: Someone oh no like, no no! Rogers, worse man. He needs well, somebody. Yeah, with, he needs somebody with serious restraint, man.
1: And someone that like he listens to. Well, they just come in there like, okay, uh, Alex, uh, you're going a bit off the rails right now. We need you to tone that back about five ten percent. Take it back, take it back. Okay, we're right there. You're good. Don't don't say that the kids deserve to die. Right, <laughs> right, we're good. We're good. We're good, Alex. Go back to what you were saying. Just uh, kind of stay on this path now. He needs they, someone
0: like that. They, I watched this behind the scenes with Roger Stone when he was getting ready to go on Newsmax, and the guy he was talking to on Newsmax, I can't remember who it was, might have been Craig Kelly, he was like, Roger, he was like, just do me a favor, he's like, cut the pedophile stuff out, okay, no more of the Hillary pedophile, he was like... Roger's like, I'm sorry, but the facts are the facts. He's like, I can't not talk about the facts. And that's what I, I imagine that would be the same response you'd get from Alex. He he would just, I can't not talk about it. I have to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger
1: Stone is a smooth talking motherfucker, dude. I listened to him on one of these podcasts too. I was just like, I can see he's like a little fucking slippery, slithery snake.
0: Oh, dude, the amount, I guarantee some of the shit he's seen in D.C. and those parties and balls and galas and everything. God, you don't even want to know the shit that that man has either seen or probably been involved in himself.
1: When he never gets like really riled up either, like he always kind of keeps that even Like he gets animated a little bit, but like, and I'm comparing him, I guess to like Trump or someone like that, where they're like super, or like Alex Jones, where they just start going off the rails. He kind of always keeps that like even keel. He talks a little faster and he gets a little louder, but it doesn't like make you think like this dude's a fucking psychopath.
0: That's because he knows losing your shit makes you look vulnerable. And that's the last thing he wants to do. He doesn't want to look weak. Doesn't want to look vulnerable. He's like the perfect politician. Have you seen the exchange between uh Fat Boy from the Young Turks, Alex Jones, and Roger Stone? Uh Alex and Roger crashed the set of the Young Turks one time, and all three of them got into it. And Alex Jones ended up getting like tea or coffee spilled on him and uh and and Roger Stone was yelling at Fat Boy from the Young Turks and he's and he's like, The blow job, the blow job, the blow job. It, talking about uh Bill Clinton getting uh sucked off by Monica Lewinsky and finally Fat Boy from the Young Turks, he's like, Roger, this is not your show, and Alex, this is definitely not your show. Get out of here. It was so funny, man. Is it chink?
1: or whatever his name is
0: i don't know i don't know who fat boy is i know i see him a lot on that young turk he's like the alex jones for the left you know yeah let me uh
1: and i'm going to share it with everybody just mainly so you can see it too but just to make sure i know who you're talking about because i've got something interesting that
0: and roger stone is doing the cough like bullshit thing the whole time he's like
1: bullshit 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 while he's talking (laughs) that's awesome this guy.
0: Yeah, there you go. There's Fat yeah. Boy.
1: That's Chink, Cenk Yuger or whatever I don't know his fucking name.
0: I never knew his name, but I have seen him a lot.
1: So he's running and I made a I made a Facebook post about it, but he he wants to run because he, he's not a natural born American citizen. So he wants to run for fucking president and he said that once the Supreme Court sees the <coughs> uh outstanding amount of people that want to vote for him that they wouldn't be able to deny changing the constitution to allow him to be president jesus christ tell me that dude is not fucking delusional what a
0: sociopath
1: and i was like i saw i tagged him in the fucking post too i was like dude do you really think the most conservative or one of the most conservative supreme courts we've ever had is going to change the amendment the constitution to let not only a foreign born country or person run for president but one that's a social fucking democrat that is further left than even like I, he's more like the aoc kind of thing isn't he he's probably oh fucking, yeah i uh, mean i'm not gonna say it. i don't know if he's his he's, religion, but
0: he's far left, and he's big uh, supporters of the Clinton family and Hillary Clinton back when she was running against Trump.
1: Yeah, he he was on MSNBC and shit too, and then he went to Current TV and took Keith Oberman's place. Keith Oberman's a fucking douchebag too. I could have fucking killed oh fucking Sports Center whenever they or ESPN whenever they moved him there. It's like, oh, great. Now we get to hear political commentary. It's like Stephen A. Smith on fucking steroids. I don't like Stephen A. Smith either. <laughs> fucking douchebag. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like because I'm kind of like a Stephen A. Smith kind of like I share my opinion. I don't give a fuck. So people that are like that, it's like. Shut the fuck up. So I'm they telling myself to shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> they don't want to hear other people's opinions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which I'm OK with. I just might disagree. Yeah, see, he announced his candidacy in the 2024 Democratic presidential primaries. Wow, he's eligible to run. That's so fucking stupid in itself. He's eligible to run, but you're not eligible to serve. So why the fuck even allow someone to run? Like To me, that's the perfect way to sway an election. You know, if you want like Russian interference or something, let's just fucking send over a couple operatives, you know, from like Russia Today or the Young Turks. So what if he's a fucking, uh, you know, he's a a Turkish intelligence officer or something. And he's just trying to throw the fucking election. I think we should open up a whole fucking committee and investigate it for the next eight years. Waste the taxpayers money. (laughs) But yeah, he's a fucking tool. I would, I'm going to have to look that video up later and watch it the...
0: You got to. The only thing is nobody got any really good footage. So it's one of those videos where you really got to listen to it and make sure you know who's talking to get, you know, the full story on what's happening. Super funny, though. And, And I think I think Alex Jones, towards the end of it, they they somebody comes up and splashes their tea or their coffee right on him. And and then, you know how he is. Someone just put their teeth. Someone just threw tea on me. I have tea all over me. Someone that man just threw tea. You know how it gets all dramatic. Sir, this is assault.
1: This is assault. I know you don't care about that because you voted for defund the police. Uh, th- But this is assault on an American citizen. So you've seen it here. You know, they, they want to. It's OK for them to be violent. It's OK for them to be aggressive. But when
0: we do it, it's wrong. And that was exactly what he was doing, man. I I think he you might have even said some of the stuff that he was saying during during that. But it, it's so funny, man. Check it out. If if it's not if you find a video that is short and to the point, we ought to play it on the pod next week.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look it up and see if they have like a like Cliff Notes version of the video because the one I pulled up it looked like it was about ten minutes long. It's long, so I'll, I'll or maybe I can get it and just save it and clip it up in like the best parts.
0: Yeah, because the one that I saw, man, it showed everything. It showed them storming onto the set uh, that uh, Chink was on and uh, showed them yelling. Like, I mean, they uh, Chink was in the middle of broadcasting and they just interrupted right in the middle of it, man. It was so funny.
1: Is it is it as funny as the time that Joey Diaz goes off on the Alex Jones show? Have you seen that clip? Joe no, Rogan I took haven't. Joey Diaz on the Alex Jones show, and it was back before Jones really even cussed on the show and shit because he was still syndicated. Yeah. And uh, fucking, I think that's where I got that clip from that I sent you where he's just like, this is America, ask the pilgrims. We got our dick suck. And like, <laughs> but he's on. He's on Alex Jones' show, and he's just like, these motherfuckers don't care about you. They don't care about me. He's like, so that's why I just say bust a nut. And he's like, it's, it's classic Joey Diaz, just going off the rails. And Alex Jones is like, you could see the panic on his face. And Joe Rogan's sitting there fucking rolling, dude. He's laughing his ass off. <laughs> I'll
0: have to look that up.
1: And it's probably like one of those things, like Alex Jones was probably like, yeah, yeah, bring Joey. He's cool. He's cool. Bring Joey. And Joe Rogan's probably like, yeah, you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, we had dinner the other day. He's great. He's great. Bring him on. And it's like, and then Joe's just like, fuck it, man. Unleash the fucking demon because you can't control Joey.
0: You asked for it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. One of those things like, do you really know what you're signing yourself up for? Because and I don't even know, like, I don't know when Joey got sober, but that's because, man, could you imagine that motherfucker on cocaine? He's probably the dude that cocaine calms down. Like, he's the dude that does a line, he's like fucking paranoid, and he's real quiet. But then when he's, like, sober, he's just, yeah, cocksucker! I fucked your mother in the bathroom. <laughs> Joey Diaz, man. Joey Diaz, Alex Jones, and I. some of those, like the Young Turks, I, it just it's so hard for liberals to be outraged and like super angry. Like it's just not, it doesn't have the same passion to me as like an Alex Jones. Like, cause the, the young Turks, like you said, he tries to be like the left's Alex Jones and it just falls short. Like Alex Jones is the fucking man. It's like you said, he's a national treasure. And for you, those of you that don't know who he is, good luck finding him. Go to Rumble and look at him. Look him up on Rumble. But for me to be able to, like, I've I've not seen this video that Will's talked about. And you heard Will, he's like, he probably actually did say something like that. Like, I'm not a casual fucking Alex Jones listener. I've been listening to this dude. I've got like a whole personality profile on this motherfucker. <laughs> That's you know- why I stopped listening to him, though, because you kind of like you listen to him so much it's like you kind of know where he's going so it stopped being like it's the news part of it's interesting but it's like his reaction to the news it's like yeah i've heard this a thousand times
0: i'll tell you what in a lot of ways i think he's always been underground because i remember when you first told me about him like i said back in 2012 i actually had trouble finding somewhere to to listen to the episodes until i stumbled upon some weird app through the app yeah. store And then here it is now, we've come full circle because he's still hard to find. Like he's never been he's never been vindicated, he's never been been on the front page of any major media source for good reason, of course, you know, but I think that's why a lot of people don't know a whole lot about him except for what they hear just recently. Even if everything
1: that he came out with was true one hundred percent. They still wouldn't, because that's the the establishment at work. They're never going to give him any credence. Right. Like, they, it's just, they've spent so much time denouncing the guy that they, they can't turn back now, even if he's right about everything, which is sad because, you know, he's given his life to this. But I don't know. He's a great dude. I enjoy him. So, got some more news?
0: Yes, I do. Uh let's let's do let's we talked about Switch last week for those of you that are just tuning in and we were speculating on what the Switch 2 is going to be like and we were also wondering how long the Switch we have now was going to last. So, this article kind of pertains to that and we'll start this off uh Nintendo Switch 2 to release on September 24th, 2024 with two models priced at above 400 and this is a rumor and it states in the article and this, isn't that about how much you said it was you thought it should be priced
1: yeah yeah that's what i was saying like the, the smart way for them to go would be kind of like how xbox and even sony did it but sony's both of their options for the ps5 were outlandish price but yeah i think that's a smart move if they do do that
0: Discord user SoldierDelta, who provided information and screenshots showcasing Team Ninja's Rise of Ronin a while back on the, the Snitches server, revealed that the new Nintendo console, whose internal name is NG, is targeting a September 2024 release precisely on the 24th. The console, however, may also be released during November 2024, as there's apparently a placeholder for this window. Additionally, two models will be available at launch, at launch. A standard model that will retail for 449 U.S. dollars and a digital-only option that will retail for 400 U.S. dollars.
1: That's still the wrong way. I think even for oh, we're I don't know. Some people still like it but I don't have any fucking physical games, dude. Like they just, I think the companies, all of them should either figure out how to go because the way internet, like almost everywhere around now is getting fiber or that Starlink, that super fast satellite internet. So an emphasis on streaming or more memory, not memory, but well, yeah, memory, like storage capacity in the systems. So, like, how long have we had fucking one terabyte systems? Like, that's your highest that you could get on a PS5. It's the highest you can get on an Xbox. Fuck, most of it, like, Starfield's 125 gigabytes. You have, what, seven games? And then their bloatware for their store and shit. So, I mean, I think, like, if that's the way they're, like, going to go, even with a, a digital or even with a physical, because people that still get the physical games, like, come on, man. Give us like some four fucking terabytes or give us give us a one terabyte SSD, but give us like a fast transfer hard drive that you can store your games on. Like give us like an eight terabyte hard drive that you can transfer to the mm-hmm. SSD. Like you can move your games back and forth because like Starfield, you can't play that off of a hard drive. You have to play it off an SSD, at a solid state. So like that's what I'm saying. Like give us a some options here on the fucking storage. But I think they're going the wrong the right way. I mean, fifty dollars isn't really a huge difference. Like fifty dollars just so I can go buy your fifty dollar fucking or sixty dollar game cartridge or whatever that you're gonna have. And it's gonna be this stupid fucking Nintendo exclusive thing. Like, I mean, at least with, like, you can't, you couldn't, like, cross-play them, but at least they were discs. Like, I don't know. This fucking thing that they did with the Switch was so stupid.
0: It was a step backwards.
1: Yeah, it's like the fucking GameCube. Or is that the one that had, like, the tiny little disc?
0: Yeah, GameCube.
1: Yeah, it was like, the fuck is this? Like, everybody, like, it had, like, the appeal, like, the, uh, what do they call it? It was like an oddity, almost. It, it felt futuristic but then everybody was like it's fucking stupid like why'd you fucking do that and it's always been the same like since the GameCube and shit like you had Sony and, and Microsoft pumping out you know higher quality graphics and everything and here's Nintendo just lagging behind with their cartoonish classics
0: well they do they do little things and like little alterations with their systems and hardware and software that they think is innovative and sometimes it is and then other times, it's just a complete misstep. I mean, what they thought was going to change the game really was the thing that put them back <laughs> compared to what everybody was putting out. I mean, I even I think even back during the Super Nintendo days, those were cartridge days, Sega was already trying to figure out how to put their stuff on disc and eventually did with the Sega Saturn but it was like Nintendo wanted to have no parts of that. Little did they realize Sega was on the up and up because everything went to disc format after that and still pretty much is.
1: Well, that and and the console game like Mortal Kombat and Sega's willingness to be a little more brash and like adult friendly even. Like Nintendo wanted to stay and that's why Nintendo is still a system for kids. You know, and that, thats what the shame is. Like a four hundred and fifty dollars system, unless they've got some serious processing power in it, and if it's going to be a handheld again, I mean that's a low end Steam Deck, you know. Which the Steam Decks they were innovative because they were the first one, but then you had like Asus that came out with theirs, and I mean that's an eight nine hundred dollar handheld. It's like it—it it is a handheld PC. So it's like your entry level, like what graphics are you going to get with that? And that's where like Nintendo, like, wouldn't it be great to have a system like Nintendo where it is like an all in one, maybe that's what they should try because people are willing to spend money on these systems, especially like for me. So say it's a system like the, that my kids can play, I can play all my stuff on it, you know, things like that. Would you spend a little more to have one console? I don't know. It's just it's I, there's just no. I played the Switch, but then it's like the games that I would play on it, I'd play on the PC or like play on an Xbox or play on a PlayStation. And it's like even a PlayStation Four, the graphics and and everything are better than the graphics on a fucking Switch.
0: I'll I'll tell you what to go back to your question. I would totally spend the extra money. To buy a console that has more features. I mean, imagine imagine if you could boot up your Xbox and be able to play. Maybe you can. You can't play Steam on Xbox, no. can you? No. Well, okay. So then there you go. Um, imagine if you loaded up your Xbox and it was like a Microsoft Windows format to where... You can go to different apps. You can play Steam like you would on your PC, you know, and that's going to be the next step. I mean, consoles are just going to virtually be PCs, which PS5 pretty much is anyway. And the only limitations are the the wars and the, the you know, the digital software wars. Microsoft doesn't want to be, to have this on theirs. And that's why Steam you have to do that from a PC. If it's like, if they could figure out a way to bring everybody to, together and make one great console and everybody gets a piece of the pie, that's the way to go. And I think consumers would pay more money for it. How many people do you see going out and buying $2,000, $3,000 PCs? Well, oh, for yeah. good reason. For good reason. Look what a PC can do. It can do so much more than what a console can.
1: But if you can bridge that gap and have, like, so say the, the Xbox Series X is what, like $450 right now, give or take. You know, fifty bucks. So bump that price up to about eight hundred. It's still cheaper than a gaming PC that you can run. Like really, like you're you, for a gaming PC, you're going to need a three series GPU or better. So it's not and and allow like find a way to do licensing or something from uh, Steam from Epic, like these PC companies that that are primarily like. PC games to where you can integrate it to an Xbox but it's a little more expensive the graphics are a little better it gives you that that cross play ability but I mean most of the that's what sucks it's like because I have uh, Far Cry 5 but I bought it on the Steam store so I have the game and it's like I got the ultimate edition or whatever the 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 deluxe edition of it so it's like the the best part of the the game of the year whatever it was that came out so I have that entire game on my PC, but I can't play it on my fucking Xbox. There's a way I can do it like backdoor and like I can do a uh, like screen sharing or like remote play or something like that. But it's just that's more convoluted than it needs to be. But it, it or even if you don't do it to, like so say you open up access to Steam, the Steam store, but you can't download their games, but you can play it like cloud play from an Xbox. That would get you people right there and for the people that can't afford a gaming PC, you know, a, a, a 1500, 2000, 3000, 4000. I mean, the, it, the fucking possibilities are endless with these things. I mean, you have graphics cards out there right now going for like two grand and that's just one component in a computer. I mean, you can dump 10 grand into it, and like build a super gaming PC, but you know, have something in like middle of the road. It's not as, you know, well, I wouldn't even say an Xbox series X is crappy, but it's not, like it's it's the bridge between a gaming PC and a and a Series X, so someone that has a little more money and they want to play Steam games, like the Series X, you wouldn't be able to play that. You wouldn't be able. to. You have to get this more expensive, and all they'd have to do is tweak it a little bit. But that's what Switch. I think if Switch really was interested in coming out, but I don't think they're. I don't think Nintendo's interested in being a player anymore. They don't, view, they're not viewed as competition from Sony and Microsoft. And I don't think they view themselves as competition. I feel like they're there. They feel that they're their own little niche. Kind of similar to like PC gamers. in a sense. Right. I agree with so that. I, I don't think that they're. So four 450, I mean, it's a next gen price, so it's, it's reasonable, but. I think they could do, I, and I don't know what the system, what they're saying it's going to be or how it's going to work, but I feel like they should really take a page out of what Asus did and the Steam Decks and these handheld computers and kind of try to make something unique and creative with that. Or maybe they integrate, they find a way to integrate with Steam and Epic, like I'm saying, Sony and or Xbox should do. Maybe Nintendo takes that initiative, say hey, we host Steam games on this handheld device, you know? Uh, what do I know? I'm just a guy on the fucking internet talking. You think that's a problem with some of these companies though? It's like these, these huge companies, they're so cut off from like the average person that they don't like. And because I hear a lot of people that would talk like this, you know and with ideas and everything and and they're so cut off from reality that we end up getting like this piece of of shit system and it's like the fans are like what the fuck like this is what we could do it goes back to like Bethesda that's why I have more respect for Bethesda where people bitch about Bethesda Bethesda believes in their fucking community to allow modding and shit like that like listen to your fans listen to the people that buy your shit but it's all like we know best. We're the executives. We know what works. No, Your fans do. The people that buy your shit knows what works for them.
0: Well, we're definitely have to keep up with that. We were also thinking, talking to the audience, not you, but you and I were going back and forth about a segment we were going to do, like the lifeline of the switch, you know, because we talked about, or I asked you last week, I said, is the switch dead? It's like, no, not quite. And it's like, well, we, what we might do is periodically, we might just check up on the console and see how it's doing. You know, is it still releasing newer titles? I mean, obviously with the new Super Mario Brothers coming out, uh, what was it, yesterday? Well, there you go. That's a big deal. But how long is it going to be, or is there ever going to be another one like that? A Nintendo-only exclusive I'd be interested to see, and I'm also interested to see what their new system is going to do. So we're going to keep that in our wheelhouse and hopefully go back to it. Now, another article that we covered, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, uh, the guy that ate all the peppers, remember that? It was like 183 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The guy that had the two first names. I can't remember what it was. It was like Nick Jack or something like that. Nick Jack? What kind of name is that? I don't know. It was something Jack. Remember that? But I don't even have that article anymore. So uh, apparently the Guinness Book of World Records is declaring a new world's hottest pepper before it was the Carolina Reaper. So the Carolina Reaper has met its match. Chili Pepper X has captured the spicy record as the world's hottest Guinness World Records announced on Monday. The new pepper rates an average of 2.69 million Scoville heat units According to the test performed by Winthrop University in South Carolina, beating the previous record holder, the Carolina Reaper, which averages 1.64 million Scoville units. The Scoville unit scale to measure Chili Peppers heat was developed by American chemist Wilbur Scoville. Um, Let me see what else I have here. Uh, we covered the genetics. This is a quote. We covered the genetics. We covered the chemistry. We covered the botany. Curry, the creator of the Pepper X, which has a rating of 2.69 Scoville heat units, uh, named the hottest pepper in the world. Well, we've covered all that. So, yeah, the new guy is the Pepper X. Uh, beat out the Carolina Reaper. What was the other big one a few years ago that everybody was always talking about? It wasn't the Carolina Reaper. It was the... I can't the, remember the scorpion it... pepper or the ghost yeah, pepper? Yeah, the ghost pepper. There, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, uh, what do you think?
1: Aliens are watching us like we're a fucking ant farm.
0: Well, They're yeah. just
1: like, what a we we could cure cancer. <coughs> we could. This dude spent ten years creating this fucking pepper with the singular goal of it being the hottest fucking pepper in the world.
0: Crazy thing is, man, as hot as that Carolina Reaper was, it crushed it and it's it's at least almost 2 Scoville units hotter than the Carolina Reaper. So this is this is not a pepper you want to play with. I wonder if anyone's eating it. I was has wondering any- that too. We're about to
1: Google that shit has anyone <laughs> eaten pepper X? Curry is one of only two people to have eaten the full pepper alongside (laughs) Danish musician and veteran pepper eater Chili Kloss. Mm. New Pepper X, hotter than law enforcement grade pepper spray.
0: Jesus.
1: Man, fuck that. Like, That's what I'm saying though. You could cure cancer. You could cure dementia. This dude's been sitting in his fucking basement laboratory like Dexter and fucking making a hot pepper. <laughs> like, what do you want your life's work to be? I don't want a Nobel Peace Prize. I want to fucking make a hot pepper.
0: I I, I can't wait till we see the TikTok challenges, the Pepper X challenges, and uh, all that other shit. Uh, pepper X, hottest pepper in the world. No reaction. <laughs> immediate brutal heat Let's see
1: i don't know like there's not much out about it yet so it, it's coming though i guarantee it's coming unless they it, they're not going to be able to release those seeds hey you know how they have that fucking seed bank in like switzerland or whatever yeah or wherever it is so for whenever the the end of the world happens the vault what if like Someone, as a practical joke, replaced all those fucking seeds up there with nothing but Pepper X seeds. Oh, God. First off, peppers, like hot peppers, especially, are some of the hardest plants to grow. Secondly, once you get it and you start seeing a flower, you're so hungry. You get your little fucking raccoon that you killed with your fucking spear. You're sitting there making your loincloth out of its fur. You're grilling that bitch up. You put some of that pepper on it. You take a bite and you have to spit the whole thing back out. Or you end up eating it all and then you shit fire for like three days. It burns so bad in your mouth that you get fucking sores. You end up getting a fucking infection from the sores in your mouth because there's no antibiotics and you fucking die. You lived all this time to cultivate this plant. This one plant that you thought was going to be your saving grace and you fucking die from an infection caused by the heat.
0: That's dark. Wow.
1: That's a hot fucking, like, that, where is the enjoyment eating something? Like, the Carolina Reapers are right on the edge. Dude, like, for enjoyment. Like, I've eaten, I've not eaten, I'm not going to eat the fucking pepper itself. But, like, the Carolina Reaper wing sauce and shit like that, like, that's right there on the border, dude. It's so fucking hot. Like, yeah, it's but, almost not
0: enjoyable. But it's not the same, though, Dustin, because with those, uh, with those sauces and shit, you can look on them, man. They always add sugar to them, even oh, if yeah. they're even if they're trying to be the hottest in the world. It, it's always not always, but it's mostly an ingredient. That's just to give it a little bit of flavor. That's nothing from the real pepper when you eat it with the seeds and everything.
1: Oh yeah, God. exactly. You're not getting like concentrated pepper juice. No, like I don't see like I don't see the enjoyment of eating something that goddamn hot. Like, why would you do it?
0: <laughs> it's a ma- it's a macho thing. I guess, man.
1: If it could make you, like, trip or something, like mushrooms, maybe then I could understand it. But even then, it's like, it's just hot. You're just, like, fucking trying to claw your eyes out. Like, <clears throat> maybe the endorphins afterwards, like the adrenaline rush from it, maybe that's what they get the kick out of. But, yeah, fuck that. It's not for
0: me. This is my thing when it comes to really spicy foods. I want to, t- I want flavor, you know, I want to be able to taste something. If I'm eating Diablo fire hot wings, I mean, you take the first bite, you're not tasting anything after that, man. I mean, it's so hot. It just consumes you. Yeah.
1: You want it as a flavor enhancer, not something that just drowns everything out. That's what I liked about the Carolina Reaper. Cause it still had like a, it was a unique taste. From like a regular buffalo sauce or you know something like that it, it had its own unique peppery kind of and it was hot but you, it wasn't like i can't fucking think straight hot and that's what well, this I'm, pepper
0: sounds like i'm probably gonna sound like a pussy but my favorite hot sauce is the louisiana hot sauce that they, they used to sell they uh, used, used to come with uh popeyes but you can find it anywhere we sell it uh dollar general has it but It's not the hottest in the world. Like I said, you're probably going to call me a pussy because of it, but it has a very unique kind of sort of Cajun flavor. But there's rarely a time when I'm just going to dump hot sauce on it just because I really, really want something spicy. You know, if I'm going for something hot, it's because of the flavor. So. You might be different. I mean, you'd like that real super hot shit.
1: I don't buy a lot of it. Like normally when I get hot shit like that because I don't eat it a lot, it's when I go somewhere to eat. Like I'm not, I don't want that shit just sitting in my fridge just because I don't use it like that. But Or if like I am find a recipe for something and then I use it just for that and then it sits in the fridge. But yeah, I'm not like super into it either the louisiana is good in a pinch i don't it's not my favorite but i like frank's i put that shit on everything yeah i don't really put it on everything
0: though and and again you know frank's has a certain type of flavor you know is it the hottest one out there no of course not but it has a certain type of flavor you know when you get frank's you're getting that flavor you know when you get in the louisiana you're getting that flavor but then once you go past a certain threshold your flavor's out the window there's no flavor anymore
1: See, where Franks has more of like a to me the difference is like it's a little more vinegar to the Franks than yeah. the Louisiana. Louisiana has more of almost like a Tapatio, but there's a little bit of a difference from that even or like the chulula sauce.
0: No, you're right, man. You pretty you're pretty much dead on now. It doesn't taste like the chulula sauce, but yes, you're right. Yeah. It has It's
1: just a, there's slight differences to them all. You know what's really good is uh Cholua, I think or maybe it's tabasco they make a jalapeno sauce it's green that shit's fucking delicious and that's not as hot as that's not even to me it's not as hot as like a tabasco or like a louisiana or
0: i've had it before and and you know the great thing about that sauce is it has that beautiful jalapeno flavor you know it just gives that you know what i'm talking about it's there's nothing that tastes like a jalapeno
1: so that's that's what i like that's my favorite pepper to eat like i like fucking jalapeno poppers like the ones you make yourself wrapped in bacon jalapeno poppers that are deep fried i like all jalapeno like we put we make like a jalapeno popper kind of casserole deal like cream cheese jalapenos in it and chicken and shredded cheddar all mixed together but i mean it's just jalapenos are fucking great and they're hot like you can get some hot fucking jalapenos those fucking dark green tiny ones that are filled with seeds, but they're not, it's never going to be something that's, like, extreme heat.
0: True or false, jalapenos will literally complement anything fried. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean... Anything
1: fried, grilled, anything. The only thing jalapenos aren't going to complement is, like, boiled.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you could put it in a stew or something, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: but then it's going to end up getting, like, soggy and shit. I don't, I'm, for one, like, pickled jalapenos and shit so like whenever we've talked about this before i think like whenever i go somewhere and they have like the jalapeno burger i ask them i'm like are they fresh or they pickled because i don't like pickled jalapenos
0: see i'm i to me they don't bother me at all in fact when i cook here at the house i use a lot of pickled jalapenos i don't know what your problem is with them i think they're good
1: just something about that fresh crunch from the the fresh jalapenos it's the texture thing I don't like soggy vegetables. That's why I don't like tomatoes because they're like even a fresh tomato is like a soggy fucking vegetable. It makes me want to vomit. I literally vomited in my salad bowl when I was like eight years old. Like my stepmother was sitting there. and She's like, you need to eat. It. And it's like on top of the fucking nasty tomatoes, She put like Catalina or French dressing or something like that on my salad. And it's like, I don't like tomatoes. And then I have to eat this fucking nasty ass tomato based dressing on it and I was like I'm gonna throw up and I kept like uh, and then finally it just it all came up and went in that salad bowl it's like I told you I not fucking like tomatoes they make me sick it's, it's a tech what well, the taste to it kind of they taste like puke to me just it's nasty but it's like it boils down to that like I don't like canned green beans I like the frozen green beans that you steam or the fresh ones them fresh green green beans that you get out of the produce section you steam them bitches up real nice. They still got that crunch when you eat them. That's good.
0: After hearing about other people and their preferences, I realize I'm probably the most non-picky person in the whole fucking world, man. I mean, I'll I'll eat goddamn anything. Yeah, I'm pretty picky eater, dude.
1: But I mean, it's like, I'm not going to come to your house and be like, you serve me like you make steaks and fucking something else. Like if it's something that I don't like, I'm not going to eat it like asparagus. But if it's steaks and like fucking green beans, but they're canned green beans, still going to eat them. Like I'm not going to be totally disrespectful, but like if I'm buying my fucking groceries, I'm going to eat what the fuck I want to eat. Like,
0: you know. Yeah. You ready to go on to the next article? Yeah, sitting there judging me. No, I'm not judging you. It's just I it's I don't know. It's just funny to me, man. When I hear about it, people that just don't, you know, they don't eat this, don't eat that. I'm like that to a certain extent. I'm not gonna eat anchovies on my pizza, you know. I'm not eating like Jeff gel flight fish or whatever that shit is in the jar. You know what I'm talking about? It's kosher. Yeah. I but other than that, I mean, fuck.
1: Like, a vegetable to you is just a vegetable. Like, green beans are just green beans. Like, you don't care how they...
0: Exactly, yeah. Pretty much. Like, you're going
1: to get the 50-cent can of green beans and...
0: I'll probably be just fine with it.
1: And have high fucking blood pressure from all the sodium and
0: shit that's in it. Well, come on. Sodium's in everything now. You can't get away from that.
1: It's not in them frozen ones.
0: It is. It's still in there. Mm. Not as much. I mean, canned food's notoriously high in sodium.
1: Yeah, see, so I'm preserving my body.
0: But I mean, as far as preference goes, steamed, canned. Yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I don't see much of a difference. But maybe you don't have a, one that's better. Maybe that's a you... poor. Maybe that's a poor reflection on me. Maybe I just have no taste.
1: <laughs> it, you're just not cultured. You're uncultured swine.
0: It could be that. I mean, to me, it's like green beans are green beans. Well, these were steamed. These were canned. I was like, oh, I'm gonna eat them. Same way I would either way. I mean, it I'm, Yeah, I'll probably put a little bit of extra butter, maybe a little bit of extra salt and pepper. But that's me, bro. So what
1: you're what you're saying is you're just a basic white bitch.
0: I'm just saying I'm not. I guess I'm not as bougie as you are. You I'm know, I bougie, guess I'm bougie I, white bitch. I guess I'm not as girly as you are with. I don't eat that. That's gross. Fuck you. You just call me a basic white bitch.
1: I don't remember that, so.
0: All right, you ready going go on to the next one?
1: Yeah. Come on, Paris.
0: Well, I don't really have anything that would pertain to what we've just spoke about, so I guess this will just be a new paragraph. But <clears throat> Japanese researchers create an MRI scan that reveals what we see in dreams with 60% accuracy. <clears throat> and I will go on to continue. Japanese scientists in Kyoto have made strides in reading dreams. Lead, led by Professor Yukasu Kamatini, volunteers described dream images after brief awakenings, creating a dream database, which was then categorized individual groups. The team then used this to achieve, the, the team then used this, archive to match MRI scans that achieved a 60% accuracy rate in predicting images from your dreams. So what do you think? It um, doesn't look like they're actually, you know, being able to see what's in people's dreams. It's just, I don't know. What do you think of this? Before They've been doing say... this
1: for a long time. Have they? Like in Japan. Yeah. Cause the articles I'm getting, cause I just Googled it. Yeah, Uh, there's some articles even back from like 2013. I guess that's when they found the way to do it, but like they've perfected it and everything. It's pretty cool. Isn't like aren't dreams like a huge part of Japanese culture?
0: Uh, I don't know about that. I know they're a big part of Native American culture, but I'm not sure about Japanese. Probably.
1: In Japan, dream is considered the basis of faith in which it functions as a tool of the ritual of the sacrum dreams affect not only the people but also the gods during sleep the soul leaves the body and moves on a journey beyond the barrier of the underworld damn so yeah they're pretty deep in dreams i didn't know that Kids like playing them video games over there eating that ramen 2023 where where's the article that you got where's it from
0: uh it is from let me see here. It's from Yup that exists. Super credible.
1: MRI that reads your dreams. Oh man the first the the first thing that I see on Yup, this exists uh they're trying to get me to sign up for this newsletter. What's happening today sexual AI queries cars that can be mailed to you MRI scan that can detect your dreams and more with a rocket
0: that cars that can be mailed to you is real man that's uh ca- my my yeah, my cousin, he he actually just ordered a car, and it's on the way. It's it's pretty crazy. I ha, I'll i have to let you know what happens after he gets it, or if it's everything that he wanted or what. I feel like I'm going to get a virus from this site. Uh, Yeah, you probably are. My, my laptop's getting ready to shut down right now because of it. It just took me to a different website, so
1: they're just hosting news articles that they find interesting. It looks like yourstory.com.
0: It took me to, like, an animal porn site.
1: It, was it a donkey donkey farm in Mexico? Uh,
0: I'm not really allowed to describe what I'm looking at. I right. just kind
1: of wanted to read over it a little bit, too. Over 200 iterations. Because that's, like, you've seen Inception, right? Yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio in it?
0: Yeah, and it's a Nolan film. Dude,
1: I'm fucking obsessed with that movie. I've watched that movie probably, like, a thousand times. It's just so interesting, but like, as we are able to see the dreams, when are we going to be able to? Because lucid dreaming is already a real th- thing. Like I can do it to an extent, and like, and for people that don't know what lucid dreaming is, it's where you're asleep and you're dreaming, and then in the dream you realize that you're dreaming and you can kind of manipulate it a little bit. And
0: yeah, you can control the situations in your dreams, yeah. whereas when you're actually dreaming regularly, you're almost like uh, in the passenger seat.
1: Yeah, like your subconscious has the wheel and and you don't really know... You, you don't know where you're going to go. Um, so, I mean, that's what, like, as we study the dream and we understand what is in them, and that's also, like, dream recall, like... Because people say you can learn from your dreams, too. Like, people keep j- dream journals and, like, it's just... It, What the, what the thought is, is that dreams are just like pretty much a mashup of your thoughts from the day and everything. It's kind of like your brain's disc defrag, where it just kind of goes through data and everything that you've thought that day, or, you know, maybe it was, you've seen something that reminded you of something that happened 20 years ago. So that night you have a dream of your fucking grandfather. You know, cause I still, it's, it's crazy. Cause I still have dreams of my grandfather and he died in 1996. I was eight years old, you know, but I still have dreams of this guy. And so, I mean, it's just so cool to be able to like, you're going to make a bunch of dream junkies. So people are going to be laying their dream and recording their dreams. And that's what they're, you're going to bankrupt Netflix.
0: I'll tell you what, one of the most, interesting podcast episodes that joe rogan ever did was the one that he did with uh matthew walker the sleep expert
1: Uh, Uh, did you
0: see that one i
1: i don't think i have it came out
0: it came out years ago man i think it might have been even as far as like 2017 2018 but you know this guy is exactly what i described he he has a doctorate in uh, whatever they call you know the The term for dreaming and some of the stuff some of the information and knowledge that he was talking to joe about was just incredible like you know what dreams are uh and the real scary thing was how most of the world is just so sleep deprived it's not even funny but you got to check that out man i mean he is one of one of the most interesting episodes i've seen and it goes into depth on dreams and meanings what they are how they work you know, uh, I might have watched
1: it. that one, but I don't remember it. So I might, I'm going to go back and re-listen.
0: He was a guest that was like a lot of others that are on the Joe Rogan experience, where after they're on Joe, then they're with everybody. Like Lex Freeman interviewed him after that. And then uh, I think the guys from the Concrete podcast interviewed him. So I've watched him a lot. And he's a really interesting guy. Matthew Walker, Dr. Matthew Walker.
1: Do you think Joe just sets them up because he likes them like Lex and all those guys? And like Andrew Huberman and
0: Yeah, I think so. But I've speaking of he's Lex just like
1: text he he texts Lex and he's just like, Hey dude, just interviewed this guy. He said he won he would talk to you. I'm gonna send him over there. Just give him a call.
0: And you know what is funny about his relationship with Lex is dude, I saw one episode he did with Lex when he brought Lex on his show and dude he fucking mistreated Lex so bad. Like he was just dogging him on all kinds of shit. And it was like every time Lex would say something, Joe just kind of belittled him. It was so funny, man. They must have just a, a strange relationship, you know, on and off the pod.
1: <clears throat> I think that Lex is kind of like an Elon Elon Musk kind of character, though. Like he's because he is he's like a he's a nerdy guy. He's like deep in that four chan kind of lifestyle, and like he he's like that nerdy, dry humor. Like he's so fucking smart. That like humor to him is on a different level, like you know, you get what I'm saying,
0: yeah, he's MIT smart, I mean, guys like that don't laugh at the things you and I laugh at. I mean, they no. laugh at stuff that we hardly understand
1: he had a um what's his name, fuck Bethesda,
0: oh, John Carmack,
1: no, no, uh oh, I'm
0: fuck,
1: oh, what's his name? Man, I I was just I just said his name last week. How the fuck did I forget that? He's like the CEO of fucking Bethesda. Lex Friedman. What the fuck is his name? Todd Howard. He had him on a couple weeks ago like right after uh, Starfield came out and they were talking about like the old ass skyrim games like the ones that came out in, like 92
0: oh, 93 oh yeah those are <laughs> that's old old
1: yeah so but i don't know it, Lex, he's hard for me to list i like him like he's you're, interesting
0: you're talking about the original elder scrolls series that's what yeah, you're what talking the fuck about is
1: that? uh elder
0: it was like turn based shit man almost oh, not yeah. ter- point and click i mean
1: But they said, like, their technology back then that they had Daggerfile and, yeah, the Arena, all those, Battle spire. But they're, like, cutting edge with with the graphics. But, I mean, they were all PC games, too. So, I mean, you could do more on a PC than you could on a console. I mean, 8-bit, 16-bit video game cartridge isn't going to hold the data. But the fucking floppy disk back in the day. That's when, like, PC gamers, like, that's when they got, like, The stereotype that they have now like the sweaty mom's basement like yellow stained pee underwear like that's that's Hmm. no offense to the people that played those games but that's what people thought of you back in the early 90s like you were just a dungeon dweller yourself that played these dungeon crawl games like you were playing like diablo one on pc and just jacking off to the boobs of the devil woman or something there's so much of that for starfield like in these starfield group groups like these incel dudes that just like they have hard-ons for these video game characters
0: is that right
1: yeah they'll just like they'll make they'll get like mods for like big butt sarah or big butt andrea and like they'll post the picture in the group and it'll be like oh look what i did this is my favorite companion it's
0: like the other
1: dudes like the other people on there, like raggle on them a little bit but it's like i started thinking i was like if that's what it takes to make the game fun for him, whatever like i don't care it's not something i'm doing but like whatever like you know teach his zone.
0: that is too it's funny, still kind of
1: fucking weird it's like i do think it's weird but i don't think it's like i'm not gonna go on and trash you on your post on the fucking i'm not i'm just not gonna comment at all like i don't give a fuck right right why bother this one dude posted a fucking picture of this tower that he had. I was like, this reminds me of fucking Fallout 4. <laughs> See how much we can build to crash our game.
0: All right. Uh, you want to do one more... One more uh, or- article, and then we will uh, maybe wrap it up?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If you want to. Uh,
0: this is a good one. So doesn't pertain to anything that we've discussed tonight. This is a brand new article, but Stafford County authorities seized 35,000 fentanyl pills after package delivered to incorrect address. Uh, 26-year-old Dwayne Jones Jr. of Virginia was arrested after receiving a package containing 15,000 fentanyl pills that were mistakenly sent to the wrong address in Stafford County. Following the discovery... Authorities executed a search warrant at Jones's residence on Torbert Loop on October 17th. Inside, they found an additional 20,000 fentanyl pills, 1.5 ounces of cocaine, over $47,000 in cash, and a loaded firearm located dangerously close to where a child slept jones faces multiple charges including conspiring to traffic fentanyl possession with intent to distribute fentanyl and possession of a firearm while distributing fentanyl child protected services intervened removing the child from the home and jones is currently held without bond at rappahannock regional jail pretty crazy man so this guy only got busted because this package was delivered to the wrong address
1: yeah that's wild but, you know, what's more concerning is the neighbor opened his fucking mail.
0: Oh, dude, you're right.
1: That's illegal. That is yeah, you wrong. Think they're, not, they're not charging that person with a crime, though, are
0: they? It didn't say. It didn't mention it. Because
1: isn't it a felony to, like, tamper with mail?
0: Yeah, it's a felony to tamper with mail, to tamper with a mailbox. It's all a uh, federal property.
1: So you got this person that checked the mail. <laughs> open someone else's package but they're not going to face any charges i don't care like maybe they're they did a good deed fentanyl yeah, needs to go but that's
0: what i'm saying let's be honest here i mean because of this thirty five thousand fentanyl pills are now off the street thank god
1: but isn't that crazy like like what you said though like that's the only way they found this like it's just because someone fucked up on shipping or del- the delivery driver was probably high as a kite and took it to the wrong address.
0: It's just, it, that is a stroke of horrible luck for that. Guy. Yeah, people
1: were, people were fucked with fentanyl too, because that's something It was kind of funny when you brought that article up, because I sent you that one about the Sinaloa, Sinaloa cartel, uh, the leaders of the Sinaloa, like El Chapo. Uh, I guess it's his sons that are in charge now. They're saying that anyone that's involved in the manufacture or tr- transport of fentanyl is going to be killed pretty much. Like, if they catch factions of the Sinaloa cartel trafficking fentanyl, they're going to kill them.
0: Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> let's see here if I can go into depth with that. Come on, baby. So, so El Chapo Sinaloa drug cartel bars fentanyl production under penalty, under penalty of death. Uh, <clears throat> the order came from Chapitos, the name for Guzman's son who took over the operation, and this is a quote: In Sinaloa, the sale, manufacture, transport of any kind of business involving the substance known as fentanyl, including the sale of chemical products for its elaboration, is permanently banned said one of several banners hung on billboards and overpasses in Cooley Con. You have been warned, the message read. Sincerely yours, the Chapitos. U.S. law enforcement officials are skeptical skeptical about the decree and said the ban is expecting to do little to curb the fentanyl trade and could lead to an increase in heroin and cocaine trafficking.
1: Well, they're saying like the Sinaloa cartel is saying it, like the reason that they said it was in response to the government, like to the United States government, because apparently like we're really fucking cracking down on them for it too. So it's like, Hey, let's just go back to cocaine
0: or just regular straight raw heroin.
1: Yeah. That's the problem with heroin though. Like that's why these junkies like it. Cause I mean, they want the fentanyl. That's that documentary I was telling you about. I think it's like drugs, drugs, zinc or something I was watching. And that dealer that was in Baltimore, he was like, the the junkies want the dope that's going to kill them. It's like the best high they can get. And they don't care that it like puts them right on like the edge of death. Right. But, so, I mean, it, I agree with the U.S. officials assessment. It's going to do little because that's always been America's problem is where there's demand. There's always going to be supply. It's like they're talking about banning menthol cigarettes and the flavored vapes and all this. Like, there's always going to be something like you can make it illegal. Like, look how long weed was illegal. Never stopped anybody. And them doing this, it's the Chinese are fucking poisoning us anyway. All that fentanyl is coming from fucking China. The Sinaloa's don't want to move it. Someone else is going to move it. And that's dangerous to me for the Sinaloa cartel, because. What you're not going to do, you know, this new Jalisco is going to do, or or something like that. Another cartel is going to st- step in. There's the demand's not going anywhere. You know, it's the parents and and the communities that are against the fentanyl, not the junkie. Do you find a follow up to it or something?
0: No, well, I'm I'm reading another article about it that just shows pictures and videos and stuff like that, but it's nothing more than. There's no more details than what we went over. No, it's just no. kind kind of interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a shitload. I mean, God, I'm I'm so thankful that it went to the wrong address because that is a lot going out on the street
1: yeah 35,000 pills
0: and it doesn't even take like what just a little bit of dust to to kill yeah. you in that right
1: yeah they're saying like li- like just a little piece of it like yeah. that capsule just one pill is probably enough to kill 10 people
0: right that's what i thought so i mean yeah that's
1: that's good that they got it man they're like well, such like by coincidence but that's kind of like what i was saying earlier about the um like the intelligence community and all that shit, like a lot of what we find and a lot of crime solved just by coincidence, you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. they are just in a lot of, just by being lucky officers being at the right place at the wrong time.
1: I think that it's just human nature. Like, and you know, I get into some conspiracies and the whole Alex Jones shit too. I think it's just, it's part of nature that we, we want there to be an explanation to everything right <clears throat> like there's got to be there's got be a reason there's we we're maybe it's because it's like why are we here maybe that that's the ultimate like question, but that breeds into everything else, so like why like we it's so hard for humans to wrap their minds around that it's not fate, it's just chance, like everything's chance, maybe I'm right,
0: maybe I'm wrong, but everything's purely coincidental.
1: And maybe we're wrong. Maybe it is some big puppet master.
0: So we can get to Stafford from Boonesboro, we can get to Stafford, Virginia in an hour and forty two minutes. So yeah, yeah it's I mean not far. easily that shit could have came around this area.
1: That's where it was coming. Where do you the it's fucking Baltimore, dude? DC Baltimore. Baltimore's the fucking heroin hub of America.
0: Well, I wouldn't say it's of America. I would say it's one Push of the biggest. The bigger Push ones in t- the East Coast.
1: What's he say in that song? Have you heard that song? Uh, what's it called? It's not if you know, you know. It's one of his other ones. I don't know Interstate Trafficking's alive. Push, but he's like, uh, he says like Baltimore Spoon or something like D.C.'s uh, Glass Pipe, like because the crack. Like pretty much, he lists like the different. Because I think he's he's from Virginia, push a T, right? So he's just talking about like the corridor. But yeah, it's a fucking Baltimore. I'm gonna fucking Google that. Baltimore, heroin capital.
0: While you're doing that, let me just go over this this last article, and this really is the last article for those of you that haven't seen this one, and this is a good one. Apparently, California governor signs a bill banning Skittles and other popular candies. And Dustin and I went over this one earlier in the podcast, but uh, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill effectively banning Skittles and other popular candy from sales within the state of California. The additives impacted with the signing of the bill include brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, I'm not even going to try to read some of these, and red dye three, now that the bill has become law, products with any of the aforementioned additives are unable to be manufactured, sold, delivered, distributed, held, held, or offered for sale in the state of California beginning January 1st, 2027. Now, I know this has nothing to do with heroin or Baltimore, but tell me that's not crazy, man.
1: What is? And a lot of those chemicals, like they say, because it, like, like cancer causing is what they say. Right. I mean, well, it's 2023. Cancer's here. Like one in three people, one in three people, me, you, and the other man in the room, one of us is getting cancer. Like, you know what causes cancer? Life causes cancer. So, I mean, like, there's something like there's people that have never smoked, never been around an environment. Breathing in anything from cancer causing, you know, for a spe- specifically lung cancer, but they end up with lung cancer. How's that happen?
0: And think about all the stuff back in the day that we did, inhaled, you know, put on our skin, put in our bodies that we find out now in 2023 were huge for causing cancer. Well, what's it going to be in another 20, 30 years from now? It's going to be the same thing. The shoes we're wearing now, the toothpaste we're wearing the stuff we put in our hair the stuff we eat we're going to find out what causes ovarian cancer it causes pancreatic cancer it's like you're right life gives you cancer i mean for crying out loud for the most part we're all basically born with cancer it's just when you're going to get it and and what's going to cause it
1: you know know what i'm pretty sure testing thermonuclear bombs by all the world's superpowers in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s pretty sure that didn't help anything you had the United States government trying to set the ionosphere on fire
0: exactly like,
1: we live here on this planet let's see if we can catch the fucking sky on fire
0: exactly
1: like that's a great idea you know maybe that is what's causing like cancer and and the rise of autism down syndrome you know these Uh, uh what do they call them Uh, chronicle diseases and shit and so you know i'm not really worried about red dye three you know it's just doesn't california have a migrant fucking problem because they're one of the sanctuary states and sanctuary (laughs) cities and they're one of the ones that are getting fucking huge influxes of illegal immigrants and they're finally like wait we can't do this joe biden start building that wall that you know was so racist and xenophobic and now they're building the wall again. But, you know, what's Newsom do? He's out there fucking banning Skittles and Peeps and Yoohoo. You know, because that is the crux of that that state's problems. Like, that's banning all these guys is going to fix all of Ca- California's issues. Come on, dude. He's smarter than that. That's just like appeasing the fucking soccer moms in California that live in fucking Beverly Hills and shit. That feed their kids fucking 100% organic soy boy shit. Fuck Me. California, dude. When is that tool head that song, Mom's Gonna Make It All Right Again? And fucking California. He said, See you down in Arizona Bay. He's pretty much talking about like when the earthquake comes and California falls off the fucking continent and becomes a fucking part of the sea. <laughs> well, come on, dude. Fuck California. Like I would love to be there for the weather and shit, but man, they are fucking out there. That that weather did something to their goddamn brains. But maybe that's like maybe going back to that's like what I was saying about like the execs at like Nintendo, Microsoft, all this. Like the people that live in California have it way too good. Like the the ones that are important, the ones with the money and shit. So they're just so out of touch with reality. It's like. Don't you have a fucking homeless crisis in San Francisco? People shitting in the streets. Come on, dude. It's banned Skittles. There's more important things to do. You got to figure out how you're going to pay the reparations to all those people that you said you the slavery reparations that you fucking signed in law.
0: Well, you know, the in Europe, a lot of these have already been banned. In fact, apparently we're kind of behind on it. Uh, This is a quote, there have been many misconceptions about this bill and its impacts. For example, attached to this message is a bag of popular candy, Skittles, which became the face of this proposal. Newsom's statement reads, this particular bag of candy comes from the European Union, a place that already bans a number of chemical additives and colorants. This is demonstrable proof that the food industry is capable of maintaining product lines While complying with different public health laws, country to country,
1: yeah, I mean, they have been banned, but I don't know.
0: Uh, In addition to Skittles, red dye number three is also currently found in pez, hot tamales, and double bubble gum. Brominated vegetable oil is typically found in citrus soft drinks. None of the companies, none of the companies that produce the above candies have offered a statement on the new law. Well, I mean, I don't know.
1: Europe's progressive, but look at the shape Europe's in. What? The fucking Greeks. They're one of the worst countries. uh, I mean, in the world, Spain has its issues. Like, I don't, it's just like, there are different things that you could be doing as a lawmaker and a governor. That's my main thing with it. Like, is it important? Maybe, but is it important right now when you have the, the amount of population that you have that are homeless, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why was this the initiative? That's my biggest, like I could give a fuck less. Like they're always banning shit or, you know, the FDA's revising, like, it's like what you said, what what are we going to revise in 10, 15, 20 years from now to find out that, Hey, it had a negative impact or something, you know, and that all goes back to like, yeah, this causes cancer, but hairspray caused a huge hole in the ozone. And we were all going to burn alive by 1992 and 1992 come it's like this alarmism, like the history, history channel documentary that said that there was going to be a huge, huge influx of migration from America to Mexico. Uh, in the fucking in the mid to late 2010s because of global warming and rising sea levels like has that fucking happened yet no like it's just it's i don't know it's it's silly you know it's just silly shit to me he's a fucking idiot i hope he doesn't run for president ever because he's got a good chance of winning he's a smooth talking son of a bitch but he's gonna get there on the Nash. Like that's gonna be his campaign slogan. We we ban Skittles. Vote for Newsom.
0: He knows the right things to say.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's a fucking politician for sure. He's a smart guy. He knows how to talk, and he's gonna debate fucking Ron DeSantis. <clears throat> that's coming up, I think. Him debating Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is a dipshit for taking that. Like, why? He's not running. What? Like, why? What are you gaining from that? That's another, like, it's just, they're all so fucking out of touch, dude. They're so stupid. Both parties. Ban Skittles, ban abortions. Like, just let people do what the fuck they want to do. How about that for a change? Like, let people make their own fucking decisions and their own lives and deal with the consequences of that. Because the right and the left, they're both the same. They both just want, they, they want to tell you what to do. But this side wants to tell you what to do this way. And this side wants to tell you what to do this way. And they all know better than you because you're stupid and pay your taxes. So we can send fucking bombs to bomb kids in Africa and Iraq. Fucking Skittles. Red dye three. Get the fuck out of here, you dipshit. That's how I feel about that. That's all I got to say about that.
0: That's all I got <laughs> to say about that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're ready to wrap up, man. We did that's a long re- fucking show today.
0: Yeah, a lot, to, lot to cover, a lot to go over. We
1: miss a week and we come back and do a show that's like almost two hours.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? we were talk- when We were talking about Lex Friedman and uh John Carmack that's who I thought that you were talking about at first but he's not even with Bethesda but John Carmack he was one of the original creators of the Doom series and Wolfenstein and all that other shit he did a and he's a he's a big nerd and you know Lex is a big nerd too yeah. you know how long their podcast was together how long 5 hours dude holy
1: shit did he do it in two parts 5 like hours no it?
0: it's all one I I was going to watch it, and I'm like, dude, I don't have enough hours this week to dedicate to that. You know, even like, it's just, but they're both, they're both like, I know it's going to sound fucked up. They're both geeks, man. You put two geeks in a room together, they're not going to get bored, you know? (laughs) yeah, It's the truth. They're not, and especially not Lex. And Lex is like a super geek. John Carmack is like a mega geek. But anyway, I just thought it was funny. thought you ought to check it out. I watched a little bit of it, but I'll never be able to watch the whole thing.
1: Well, he's like super deep into like that, that whole nerd, like the, like I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, like open source software. And oh, um,
0: yeah, he's big. He's a he's developing that shit. And he was a big proponent and a big developer for all this new VR technology, too.
1: Yeah, he was the uh, president or CEO of something of uh, Oculus for a while, wasn't he?
0: Yep, he's been on Rogan before too.
1: Yeah, I think I I think I listened to that, but I didn't like it's. Joe Rogan is just like I've listened to. I've probably listened. He's what two thousand now. Probably listened to at least a thousand of his episodes. I've been listening to him since fucking two thousand ten. Right. So it's just like I don't even know who the fuck I listened to, (laughs) like on his show. I've forgotten more people than I remember. Probably, I've probably forgotten more Joe Rogan episodes than some people have listened to. (laughs) Same with Alex Jones. So on that note, I don't know. I was going to go somewhere with that, but it it just kind of went.
0: That's okay, brother. It happens.
1: Yeah. I was going to go into an Alex Jones. Like, I've never watched his show to the complete end to where he sends it off into the sunset. So.
0: Oh, really? I have. Yeah but he never he's rarely ever the last person on the show like and especially the newer episodes he always passes the mic off to somebody so you rarely ever get like an alex jones good night you know type of deal maybe the older older ones but yeah he he just tries to fill every second every hour of his show so more times than not he'll just pass it off to someone else like who was his buddy paul joseph watson watson for the longest time and then uh owen troyer who i guess is going to be going to jail soon that sucks
1: well i don't know that bro uh, but thinking of that though real quick since we talked about him a good bit this episode get past all the reptilian shit and look up david ick yeah. David Icke, however you would say it, and listen to what he talks about about how you're being programmed yep. and shit like that. Like d- don't don't pay attention because I think that's absolutely bad shit crazy. How the royal family are reptilians from fucking Venus or whatever and they're trying to take over civilization Saturn. and like the the draconians and shit and yeah, the all that. So that get away from that, but listen to his message about how and if you just want to get like a brief little piece of what he says, listen to it's um, it's not a mortal technique. It is Vinnie Paz, the End of Days, because the intro to that song, the intro to the End of Days, is like a thirty-second clip of David Ick talking about how we're being programmed and people like you're being told what to think and how to think by the people that run the world.
0: It, so it's, Vin, it's Vinnie Paz, and he's from Jedi Mind Tricks. Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah,
1: Vinnie Paz. Uh, that was that was like Ill Bill. Mortal Technique, Vinnie Paz, and all them, Necro. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jedi Mind Tricks fucking awesome. Vinnie Paz is too. Shit, I like, I definitely get down to that shit. Army of the Pharaohs and all that shit. Yeah, now, I didn't go too crazy into that. That was still kind of new when I started listening to Jedi Mind Tricks, but I heard they're good. They're all conspiracy guys, man. That's Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they rap about. Well,
1: Necro's more like horrorcore, like crazy-ass violent rap. But like Ill Bill, he has that song Babylon and shit. And... Yeah. But yeah, Vinnie Paz, Paz, whatever his fucking name is, Immortal Technique and all those. Immortal Technique's like a hardcore fucking Marxist, though. Like, it's a little fucking concerning.
0: Yeah, well, they're all kind of kind of weird in a way.
1: Well, even Vinnie Paz is, like, Muslim and shit.
0: Yeah, he is Muslim. He wears, like, the but... kufi cap and everything. The
1: enemy's not Saudi. The enemy's around me. No. Pretty sure extreme Islam is the enemy. But
0: we'll save that for another episode.
1: Yep. All right, boys and girls, we appreciate you guys watching. Uh be sure to like and subscribe, follow us on all of our channels, YouTubes, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Whatever new one comes out that I fucking find that's in the corners of the internet, I might sign up for. Maybe I'll even sign up for the communist WeChat on China. We'll get the shit broadcasted to the Chinese.
0: But and if, me, you're in- if you're interested in filling our advertising advertising slot at the beginning of the show, please contact us on facebookcom slash podcast. Anybody that wants free promotion. Uh, a free shout out. I don't care if you own a power washing business. If you're a taxi driver in Baltimore city, hit us up, send us a message on the Facebook and we will, and tell us all the information that you want to add. And we will put you in the opening segment. Like we have done with a few others. Um, Reach out and let us know. Dustin, anything else?
1: Just a segue on that guys. Don't forget no matter what it is. Joe Rogan's first sponsor was The Fleshlight.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So we'll we'll take anything.
0: Yeah, that's but, the truth. There's no company we're too good for unless you're promoting something malicious or super dangerous, but
1: yeah, if you're like if you're a representative from Nambla, don't reach out to us.
0: Oh my god, yeah, don't even watch the show.
1: Yeah, just go and hang yourself in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, die. But All right, guys,
1: it's been real. Appreciate you guys watching. Talk to you later.
0: Peace.